0: Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit AbidingHope.org.
1: In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it was written in the Book of the Words of the Prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none and whoever has food must do likewise. Even taxpayers came to be baptized and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? He said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what should we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from the heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Are you a glasses-half-full type or a glasses-half-empty type? I've been around people a long time and it, it really seems that like most of us seem to kind of lean one way or the other. That there are those who tend to just see the hard things in life and, and maybe feel a little bit overcome by them quite a bit. And then there are those who just see the world as full of potential. I used to think that perhaps this was a taught response. Maybe that in the home, people were more or less positive or negative, And then kids picked that up and then lived with that. But having kids of my own now, I've realized that we're just sort of born that way. That my own kids, all raised relatively by the same mom and dad, that, well, they are half full and half empty kids. There's something in us that we're born with. That maybe some of us are just a little more drawn into looking at the dark. And some of us are drawn into looking at the light. Earlier this week, we celebrated the Epiphany. Epiphany Sunday is actually the Sunday where we get the whole concept of gifts. It's the story of the magi, the, 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 the astronomers, the, uh, the learned ones, who came from far off because they saw a star in the sky and they followed it to where Herod was. Herod, the king at the time, was not a very good king. He was in the pocket of the Romans and he was brutal, a brutal, bloodthirsty leader. Hearing that a king had been born and with these learned men come to visit Herod, well, Herod responded with fear called together his own astronomers and said, how come there is something that went on and I don't know about this and what is it? And they mentioned that a king would be born in Bethlehem. And so the king went to the Magi, sent them to Bethlehem and then they went and visited the child, it says. It could have been a year or two later. So it says they visited the child in his home with Mary and they brought those gifts, those gifts. When I think about those two different characters, I think about those three learned men and what they were looking for, and I think about what Herod was looking for. The three learned men looked to the sky, and they didn't see the dark of night. They saw the stars. They saw the things moving in the skies that was telling them of great news, that a Messiah would come, Messiah meaning anointed one, a king was coming into the world. And seeing this sign, they, they leapt into action and followed the star wherever it would go, following that star to where it would lead them. Herod didn't even see the star, didn't even notice it. Herod spent his time clutching to power, living in fear, making decisions out of how, how can he hang on to those things that he had. And when he heard a news which one group saw as great news, he only saw it as a problem. At the end of the story, the Magi avoid Herod. And following, Herod does some cruel things to the children in Jerusalem. It seems that there's one of these that sees the good news of the coming of the Messiah. And those who see the coming of the Messiah as something hard. In the baptism of our lord it seems like it's both good and bad news that there's like a winnowing fork there is the 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 burning away of those things inside us and and maybe that sounds like something hard maybe that's something that we really don't want to let go of to to that we're clutching onto that fear and power but on the other side is the baptism of jesus where in those words God says this is my beloved child and perhaps even in that moment as Christ begins his ministry with the washing of that that maybe the old thing burned away just in Jesus as a dead for everyone Jesus as the first fruit as the first part of creation leading us into what we're called to do maybe maybe Jesus is seeing both the light and the dark in the baptism it's easy to look into our world right now and see a lot of dark. And we've talked a lot about the dark. But as my one of my favorite poets says, Jack Gilbert, he said, but to make injustice the only measure of our attention, well, that's to praise the devil. To not see light in the universe, to not experience the good that God is doing in the world, to not be able to behold creation for everything that it is, and only see the problems, well, perhaps that's a little too much. Glass is half empty. I know things are dark right now. I know things are hard right now. And we've been hearing a lot about this, but here is a new year's resolution for you. In the time of the epiphany, in the time of light being revealed in our darkness, in a time of finding joy in the midst of pain, here is a new year's resolution for you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to experience what Christ experienced in his baptism, a renewal of life, a renewal of of good news, a renewal of a way in which he's called to live and breathe in the world, to open our eyes to the light, to see in the sky, to see the stars in the sky and not just the dark, but to be able to experience joy. In this theme that we are experiencing this year where we're talking about choosing hope and choosing love and this idea of a choice that we're making, well, I want to add just for this Sunday to choose joy, to find out of hope that joy is born out of hope, to find in love that joy can be born out of love, that in this space that we can choose the way in which we engage the world around us and we can spend our time immersed in all of the blah that comes in from the opinion, not news, but the opinions of people on our social media, in the news and everywhere else, or we can shut that off. We can step out into the wilderness as they stepped out into the wilderness themselves to gather by a river to be washed again they call it forest bathing in some circles where you step into nature again and there's something in our heart that becomes grounded in being a part of the earth in which we were born out of dust that we were breathed into to experience that thing again to be like those people who walked into the wilderness and were washed and renewed and made whole again i think it's a time to choose for the cup to be half full i know things are dark but there. are is a promise that is given to us a promise given to us in Jesus that death does not win that pain does not win that hunger does not win disease does not win love wins life wins and now we are called to choose these and live these out every day may you find joy in your week May you experience new life in your time. And may you, this new year, that you might be anticipating to be hard. That you might change your frame of mind and see the stars shining in the night. If you'll pray with me. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, on paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out in good courage, not knowing where we go, but only your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.